Hello and welcome to Open All Hours, a QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. There's four of us here this evening. Um, welcome to Open All Hours. Um, we come to you after four points out of six in two home games. Um, so we'll go on to that shortly. With me tonight is someone who asked for himself to be introduced as handsome, which is Paul Finney. No, I said... You have had a haircut. No, I didn't. You have had a haircut. I, I, I was thinking The Handsome Devil by Morrissey. I don't know why that... Came, and, and you just twisted as usual. Oh, you're looking good. Good, 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 fresh trim. I haven't got any hair to cut, David. We it's all know right. that. It's all right, it's all right. With your four-pack of Thatchers, gold. That's been left incredibly done this morning. Um, also, Joe Leonard. Hello. QPR fan sits in C-Block, is that right? Oh, that is right, South Africa Road. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so three fans, and one fan... But, as we tend to always say, and it's true, QPR legend, former centre-forward, Steve Slade. man. <laughs> Simon Stainrod. No, he was a legend. The list goes on. Sorry, I think he just gave himself away. Kevin Gallon. Good evening. All good, Kev? Very good. Good to see you, as always. Okay. Thank you. So, to see you nice. To yeah. see you nice, yeah. This is going to be a terrible podcast. Obviously. <laughs> um, right, so... The obvious things to start talking about, without further ado, is Sunderland. Sunderland on Saturday, and I suppose we'll, we'll sort of go back from there and talk about Derby. So, Kev, I'll come to you in a minute, because I know I you weren't... That, you, I didn't go to that game, so I'll, I'll listen to But this. you were at the Derby game. I was, yeah. And That's... you managed to stay awake, I think you said. Yes, I brought my pillow. No, I'm joking, yeah. I stayed awake, yeah. Um, we'll talk about it in a minute. Finney. What do you think about Saturday? Um, Saturday, uh, it was really weird because I did the Sunderland podcast on Thursday. And I thought I was quite a negative soul and a depressing soul. But I have <laughs> to say, I ended up counselling the guy who was doing the Sunderland podcast. I've, I just feel for them. I mean, jeepers, what, what a position to be in. Um, they're, they're, they're kind of going through the mill and they're clubbing down on its feet on the let's be further terrible side. I mean, mm. I... Was there a shot in the first half? I don't remember anything of, of there anger. There were no shots on target. According to, we actually looked at this at half time. According to what oh, right, okay. app you looked at, there was either no shots off target or one shot off target. Jesus. But basically, there was nothing. There was nothing in the first half. I think they had like a, Sunderland had a skidded shot that Smithies like saved about six foot wide of the post. But that, that was I think it. Clive got it right when he said it was, um, we were the better of the two poor teams. Yeah. And you can't really argue with that. It was a terrible game. We won. Good to see the youngsters involved. Good to see them coming through in the sense that we're not trying to rebrand, rehash mercenaries. We're just going to overhype kids and then see what happens. Well, I'd rather like the kids to come in, do their job, mm. and then the media team just leave them alone for a while and let them cement their places in the first team without the hype because people I can hear it already with Paul Smith from people behind me and further on back if he does something wrong they're straight on his back do you know what I mean Kev it's like it's one of them things if you overhype a player yeah because yeah. and I'm not blaming the media team I just say it's natural because we haven't got many heroes we're trying to make our own heroes it's a lot of pressure for the kids well yeah I know I know what you're saying this is this day and age you play a couple of good games and 
even like in the Premiership, and a couple of good players play. Uh, a player plays a couple of good games, and they're talking about playing for England after. Do you know what I mean? Mm. In the old days, in the olden days when I was playing, no, but do you understand? You'd have to play a couple of seasons. Where there's always a saying when you're a professional footballer, you're not a professional until you've played a hundred league games. That's what the older pros used to say. Do they to you. still have that? I'm not too sure, but that was what the older the pros would say to you, to like me and to the young lads. You're not a professional. You're not a proper first team player unless you played a hundred league games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let them get on with it. Uh, they've done. They've done well. They've done all right. There's some big tests coming up now, isn't there? Aston Villa tomorrow, and then a really big one for me is um, the derby against Fulham on Saturday. So that's the test, and that's on TV as well. So you get exposure if you do the business, you know, on Saturday. People will see you. People will start talking about you. You're but, not. You're, you're discounting tomorrow totally. Are you? Well, no, not no. I'm just talking as a QPR fan. That's the big ones on yeah. Saturday because it's. But it's a big game tomorrow. It's a game. Those young lads like playing Aston Villa. Great ground. Great history. European Cup winners. Not thirty, forty years ago. It's mm. a proper, proper football club. And I watched them on Saturday against Wolves on the TV. They look like Steve Bruce, an ex-manager of mine. Seems like turned they've, them over, they've got they? them. They turned Wolves over four-one, and they've got them going. He got the crowd Hang behind on, Steve them. Steve Bruce was your Huddersfield. manager at Huddersfield. Yeah, he signed me at Huddersfield. Ah, yeah. okay. With the best Sandy Vermeers. And then I got in sack. Good manager. By November. <laughs> Another one. Bites good, dust. Good manager. Uh, he was very young then, wasn't he? As a manager. Um, yeah, he'd been at Sheffield he'd been three or four years. And he was, I liked him. He's really nice. He's a really nice bloke. And yeah. uh, the old time I bumped, bumped into him, he's always very, like, you know, talkative. He doesn't, you know... He's in a horrible big, time as not well. Not big time and... He wouldn't talk to you, but he remembers and he talks to you and he's very polite. He's a nice bloke. So some, some good games. Them youngsters must be thinking, these two games coming up, we've got Aston Villa away, probably the biggest club in championship. Mm. And then the massive derby on Saturday in front of the cameras. Brilliant for them. Brilliant. And it is massive. You've got to turn up. Joe, what do you think about Saturday? Um, I actually, I wasn't here, uh, but I managed to get the game on QPR Plus for the first time. Okay. That's a nice um, plug. Which is Joe, all right. Yeah. Love it. No, five are well, well, that's five are well spent. I don't know. Were you, I'm, put, <laughs> I'm, I'm like putting you, you in it now. Were you overseas? Or I was legitimately, I was dodgy? skiing. I was skiing. Okay. I was legitimately okay. overseas. Okay. He was skiing in Hemel, he was skiing in Hemel or Hempstead. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the dry ski slope. With a VPN. With yeah, a VPN. VPN. No, back. I was genuinely... I t- <laughs> no, I was, I was genuinely skiing and took time away from my precious holiday to watch a pretty drab game. True support. Um, okay. I am probably as about enthused about the game as, as you all were. Um, you know, I, I don't like the kind of three points as three points reaction, but that kind of feels what it was to me it feels like the first time in a long time that we've really scored a goal from open play I don't know if not so much and, and it was it, just, it was I mean it was a mistake really it was a mistake it? It was a, he, there was a, no he way he fumbled it or mm. whatever the equivalent is with your feet Smith he, he didn't really it sort no of he didn't have a clue ricocheted off I, I, I was, I'm sort of with you Paul my biggest reaction to Saturday was pity for Sunderland mm. I mean I, I did think I thought a couple of things the first thing I thought was thankfully we are not in that place anymore. I mean, they were abject, but they just didn't care. 
Like, I very rarely notice the opposition or care about them. I expected the Singh would walk out at some point. You expected who? The Singh would walk yeah. out at some point and we've... It, it was just so obvious that they couldn't... The, the players had nothing. And I, they're going down. I don't see when, how when I did, going When down. I did that podcast thing, the guy who was doing it was... I mean, you might be able to, to know this more than I would. He actually named names, which is quite bizarre because obviously we don't try and do that in this podcast for obvious reasons. But he's like John O'Shea, um, Lee Catamull, cards. He hammered them. Yeah. Because they're not looking after the younger players, Kev. I mean... Yeah, I mean, they're just... That's the whole club. The club, like the, the chairman, wants to sell. Mm. Mm. They have no interest, have they? Let's no. be fair. No, the chairman has no interest at the moment. He wants to sell for what is it? A pound? Mm. But the debts are massive. And they're still in Newcastle as well. And it's a it's a big it's a big it's a good club, big club for that area. It's got good support. It's got a good stadium. But it's just once I'm always a believer. If sometimes if your if your owner is and people might pick up on this for about ours as well. But if your owner is so far away, mm. it's difficult. It's a difficult situation. Mm. Okay, so positives for us. Saturday, easy. Everybody seemed very happy when the team was announced. Do you know what I was, thought was more positive? And I'll be honest, sorry to interrupt you, Dave. Go on. Um, is the last two games how well Young Furlong's done? Kind of like slipped in under the radar, come in... Players are back four, and he has been solid. I think. I think for me, in the last few games, especially at home, player back four. This five at the back, I don't understand it. I really don't. Why is he playing? Though? I don't know. I think. I don't know, but play four at the back because if you're conceding goals with five at the back, well, it's not working, is it? You're not going to put six at the back. So, well, yeah. I know. Play four at the back. Then you could put someone, the old saying, attack is the best form of defence. You've got an extra man in either, whatever, up front. Stop mm. their full-backs coming out. Do you understand? If you've got four, three, three, and you've got the big centre-forward, we have Smith, and you've got the other two, and the other Smythe is, and the other one, easy. Stop the full-backs. The full-backs coming out. Yeah. And it stops a lot of their attacks. I'm just a great believer... Not saying for tomorrow night, Aston Villa you might have to play five at the back. Fair enough, but at home, mm. four at the back. QPR's not the Loftus Road isn't got the biggest pitch by any stretch. You don't need five at the back. Why does he play five at the back? What would his rationale be? Well, I don't know. To be honest, <laughs> we'll have to ask him. But I, I honestly, yeah, I don't like know. That one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know because I think it's just a waste. Mm. Overprotecting, and then you get overrun with the fullbacks coming out. I mean, to be you get overrun in midfield, I, I really don't know. I mean, we were talking in um, the green room, otherwise known as the weather spin stone room beforehand, <laughs> um, beforehand. And the guy that was playing up front for Sunderland, number nine, I actually thought he was a rookie. I thought this, this kid hasn't played. This is the tall fella. He's yeah. from United, wasn't he? Um, how United. much careful you said he was, he was transferred for? Well, I think uh, Middlesbrough bought him for six and a half million at the start of the season. He was on loan. I thought he was. I thought it was one of his first games. Unbelievable. Ashley Fletcher. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought West he was a kid. Yeah. They did. They did have a kid play. Well, they had loads of kids playing, but I just kind of think myself. Well, they still yeah. had John O'Shea, Catamole, sort mm. of ambling about. Anyway, I suppose it, we shouldn't I mean, really talk about them, but yeah, they were. 
It's, so, it's, so it's, the fact that they were noticeably, some of them were noticeably. F- so by the way, fair play to their fans that turned up because they must have known they're going to get beat. And to come all this way, or maybe they're based in London, whatever, fair play for turning up and paying that sort of money that we charge for away fans. I mean, let's face it, if they're getting done to us when we're bit patchy and they're fighting for their lives, they are gone, right? Oh, they're gone, they're big time. buried. Oh, yeah. Without, well, you watched the thing as well. I mean, I, I didn't think. And you, you're an ex-player, you know better than I do these things. I'm just a humble little football fan. But I've seen QPR sides like that, and it's bloody horrible to watch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, Kev? I mean, we've all been there. You're watching Rangers players, you're thinking... I don't think we've trying. ever been like bottom of the league like that. I mean, what, what sort of... <laughs> what, when we, were in the, when we fell out of the Premier League? We were definitely, I mean, we were definitely bottom that year. So from Bre- they've gone from last year Premier League now to bottom of the Championship. Yeah. Defo League one next year. That's, that's a... Really bad turn turnaround yeah. of fortunes. But then you, you could say that if we hadn't beat Forest last season, we could have possibly done. Yeah, but we had another champ. We had one year in the Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know, I know. But they have. Um, they're down. I think. But do we you stop talking about them now? Yeah, we will. Yeah, but do it's you, a QPR podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, what's the positive? Just, it was just so surprising. I thought. I, I but, think. I think it's sad. Listen, no, no fans like to see be conned by players. But what I'm thinking is and. You'd be better to tell me this as well, Kev. What's the green shoots that we're looking for? This, this, because you, you read Tony Fernandez's tweets, and I do, and I'm thinking this is brilliant. Who's he talking about? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you think to yourself, oh, I'm, I'm having some of that. Is there hope, or are we, or, or are we just putting it out there that next season is going to be more cuts, less transfer activity? So we've got no choice but to put faith in these kids. Well. Are we? Have we got still got the premier? Is the Premiership money done now? Oh, this is it. Isn't it? This I think this gone. is it. This so, is yeah, yeah. That's no maybe more. ten million down. So that's a big cut when we've got we're not spending anything and yeah, a forty million gone. fine so, hanging over your heads. Jesus, it's all right saying you know bring bring all the kids through and this that, and the other, but for me, no, that's not going to work. You have to get some senior pros in there. You have if the kids are like top draw. Let's be fair. Over the last fifteen twenty years, while we've all been watching football, or I've been involved in football. There's only one team and one club that has brought in four or five young players and done the business, yeah. and it was a one-off. Yeah, Man United. Let's be fair. It was twenty-five years ago. Well, okay, so <laughs> if you think you're going to go and do that again, I don't think so. I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Joe, what do you think? I mean, let's think, think about it. And I'll just say this before we go to Joe. Bringing the, the kids in now. We've had four or five years ago, we was in the Premiership. We were top end of the Championship trying to get into the Premiership. We had some good youngsters. Not brilliant. Some decent youngsters. But the level of the players that we had in the first team was so much higher than what it is now. You had to play in the Premiership or get promoted from the Championship. At the moment, we're just sort of surviving. It's a different kettle of fish of standard of football. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The level is different. So, Smythe, I like him. I think his attitude is tremendous. He looks like someone... Smith. Is it Smith? Yeah, it is. So, Smith. Smith. Little Smith. We know who who you're talking about if you say Smythe. So, Little Smith, I like his attitude. Do you know why I like his attitude? He looks like he's desperate 
to do well and not go back to Northern Ireland. Yeah, he does. Sorry, Finn. He does. He thinks this is... Finn's this is, got the same attitude. This is, yeah. this, he, he, you can see, this. he thinks this is my chance to get out of that place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But do you understand? So, so, yeah. Yeah. We love yeah, yeah. you. Easy, I've seen little bits of. Obviously, he a good player it. and he's got talent and ability. Was it the right thing bringing him back? Or let him have a whole season at Wickham. I don't know. We'll wait and see. Let's see how many games he gets now to the end of the season. He's obviously done well on Saturday, but how many games are left? Uh, nine. nine. Nine games. So hopefully he gets seven to nine games and then let's so see what, how he is. What are you saying? Trying to blood too many youngsters won't work? Or, or, or what's the optimum number of youngsters to feature you know, regularly next year? This Two is Kevin at a time, three at a time. They have to be good enough. And so coming in and playing the odd game is not the same as you're a regular and you're playing the whole season. Smithies is a regular, plays the whole season. Yeah. Anua, regular, plays the whole season. Luongo, Scoen, Freeman, plays the whole season. So out of Furlong, Little Smith, Easy. Ote. Ote. Samuel Samuel and Chair. Who do you think is capable of playing... 30 games next season. I said Furlong, I think. Oh, did you? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Furlong, but he's a, he's a lot older. Yeah. Uh, the thing with kids is, and it's difficult, the consistency. Mm. It's like, you know, you've got to go away from home on a Tuesday night, up north. I know it's the same, but it's tough. On a ch- November, December, January, Feb. We're now into March. It's, the weather's getting better. It's getting all a little bit nicer. It's, it's, it's difficult. Uh, I would just, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't put my hat on someone being a regular right now, next season. I wouldn't. So talking of Nedham. I think they'll be in and out. Mm. With but, Furlong having the best chance. Well, I think because he's, the position, the position he plays and the consistency, he plays the same way sort of all the time. When you're talking about attacking players, they've got to, they have to go and do things and create Creating is a lot harder than destroying. Mm. The problem I have is that, you know, when, when players like Smith and Washington aren't producing and Easy comes in and scores, that's fine. But I think we're quite quick as a club to roll out the, we were talking about this earlier, the kind of commemorative Ledesma mug for his, <laughs> de- for his debut hat trick. And I think, you know, yes, let's applaud Easy. He played really well. I actually really liked watching him the other day. You know, he's, he's a player that gets the ball and likes to go forward, which I know as a club, as a fan base recently in the ground you notice as a real you hear some noise when the ball gets played backwards but that's what's exciting about um, him and Little Smith isn't it they're both mm. like that they both want the ball at their feet mm. they both want to but you tell like, there, there, there was a case of um, it was interesting I was watching the game Saturday as we all do but you know for different reasons I was drifting off and um, was that the cider? probably yeah. um, I have to admit I did have a few on Saturday anyway and Wee Smith um Give the ball away, and Nick. But he ran twenty five yards to get it yeah, back he again. Did. And you kind of think, I like that attitude. And that's all. Listen, all you can ask for as a, and you know this, Kev, as well. You're a professional. I drive a van, and you're an events manager. And I don't know what actually do, but you do. Mm-hmm. Um, no <laughs> is that we don't ask for much at Rangers. We just want players that will give their soul, leave their soul on the pitch. All yeah. this thing about QPR fans, what would they say? What that? No, we don't. Well, this the, is why. This is why we we love Jamie Mackey. Why we love Gareth Ainsworth. You know. We, Exactly, but the thing is, the club. What the club do sometimes is overhype people, 
and the club put the pressure on the kids to deliver. And when they don't, how they have they to... overhyped Zizi though? They haven't. Surely that is the fans. They followed him alone at Wickham and did a video of him. So this, this but is... you know what? Wickham, Wickham did a message about him on Saturday and tweeted about him. Everyone, everyone at Wickham is delighted for his debut goal. At QPR. I, I, we, listen, we all that, are. That that to me says that they think he might be something a bit. Well, he is special. special no? But what I don't want is to see these kids come in, get overhyped, and then just let them progress naturally. Let them find their, their feet. Let them find their time. Give them space. Let them breathe. It's too soon, isn't it? To yeah, really know exactly. I wouldn't um, be surprised if those, you know. There was some kind of Netflix mini-series about him. Or he'd bring a shirt out for 60 quid. Yeah. Um, and stuff. And, and, and not having a good media team per se, I think, as Kev said earlier on, it's the social media world we live in. It's like everything's instant, everything's over straight away. When we were kids, I mean, I'm a little bit older than Kev. Sorry, you? Kev was hyped straight away. I, 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 I lived was... through it. You were centre pages of Match magazine after you played about two games because they I know had, players. I had on my wall. They know but, good players at Match magazine. You could, you could, <laughs> but you could back it up. I guess the difference was you were. I mean, I realise you're sitting here in front of me whilst I'm saying this. You were an exceptional Premier League, young Premier League talent, mm. but you were hyped for sure. You were hyped yeah, yeah. at the time. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Sorry. But it was different. No, time, I was, was but, but yeah. when he came on against Sheffield, but you could back it up, I guess, imme- almost immediately. Well, yeah, it was. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, David. But um, <laughs> he, did, he did make his debut, if I remember rightly. Correct me if I'm wrong. At Old Trafford, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So no, I think there was quite a bit of hype because of what I was doing in the youth team before. Yeah, I played for England when we won the Euros as well a year before that, and so there was always sort of that sort of talk and. I guess you. I were. broke a few records. Yeah. I broke the records in the southeast county. So people were talking, and then I was coming the team. We had it was a good team. There's no doubt. And I slotted in. There. I mean, the team I had to displace, like you know, I was up front with Les, but Gary uh, Gary Penrose, a good, very good player, yeah. Bradley Allen. So I had to get in in front of them people. And, and it was the Premier League. Yeah. So you were. It was uh, the difference, I guess. Kev was hyped, but we weren't as desperate for a young player to come through as we are now. So we're latching on to anything right now. I think we're desperate for a hero. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if it's, if, it's, if it's just every young player, but like Joe mentioned, the Desmo, which is a perfectly great, there was T-shirts, there was mugs, there was meet and greets. Was there a mug? There was definitely a mug. There was a mug. There's a hat trick mug. People also forget that when we went up the first time, they actually did a mug for QPR playing Chelsea and sold it in the club shop. What, the 1-0? <laughs> no, no, before the match... It was like a half and half mug sort of thing with a date on it when we were going to play this comp. Did you Who's get got it? one Did of those mugs? Oh yeah, I, I, I got it, Kev. Oh yeah, I got it. I'm just saying it, it was all the... I mean, scrubbed off the QBR mug. Oh, I have got a mug off the QBR badge. But it's like, maybe laugh because... You got a Chelsea mug? No, I didn't buy one. Behave yourself. You mug. You, you can talk. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, but we were like that. I mean, do you not remember when we, we got went up? They had like, they had... I remember it in the website, they went, this is who's played at QPR next season. And they had Terry as one of the players. Yes. Uh, yes. Hindsight, eh? Hindsight. He came down, certainly you've got to remember for something. Um, anyway, so you kind didn't of... Didn't he Snapchat after Villa won? Yeah. yeah another Snapchat, three points. Another three points as usual. Yeah. As terrible a person he is, is that, that, that is a bit funny. If you're not a QPR fan to everyone else, when your record is pretty... Fan, Crap, though. Well, but just playing tomorrow. Are you giving, going to give him some tomorrow? I thing? will give him shade if I see him. I don't care. I'll, good, I'll give good. him shade. He Nando's, he's Nando's. Yeah. Is he in their team? Say, so, well, yeah. if he's a Nasda with his ma, I'll give him shade. Nasda. 
Does he go to Asda? Tesco. Uh, is that is that it's Tesco, isn't it? Tesco? Was it? Yeah, I think it was Tesco. Oh, I get it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You know, it's like, but then it's so disappointing. Anyway, going back to the game. Um, what were we talking about again? <laughs> Some How bad right, Sunderland are. End, end this rant no, about Chelsea and John Terry. Now, what was it? Yeah, going back to the club doing things. I remember that on the website. It's like, this is who's coming down. They'd like Torres of Liverpool or whatever. They'd John Terry. They'd all these other players. We don't hype ourselves up in the right way, but we expect too much of youngsters. Is that for a common cave sometimes? We're, we're asking youngsters to do a, a, a pro's job sometimes, but we need the pros to help the youngsters through. I just think let them get on if they if they're good enough and they're putting in the performances, play them. As simple as that. So up to them. It's all they got. It's all in their hands now. They've got the opportunity. I really hope they they grasp it and take it. Because they could do it. Bright Samuel Smith, um, is he? Um, Smith. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Chur to a certain degree. I mean, everyone's forgotten about Chur because he came in. And 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 Matt, I feel sorry for Manning. I think Manning's a good player who's not getting enough games to show what he can do. Um, so much so he's had to go away and grow a beard, like David <laughs> Fraser. Um, but but Matt, our youth players seem to be a f- flavour of the month. You know, last season it was Doughty and Potrasso. Hopefully, you know, next season will be the same lot as this season. But who knows? I don't think we have a choice. I think with FFP, it's it's just something. I think I, I don't know. I've got no inside information, even though some people think I do. I don't. But I think next season we're going to have massive cuts to the club. And it's going what to be... What more can they cut? Oh, believe you me, they can cut a lot more. What? What can they cut? They're going to have to cut the wages, Dave. We're going to get a £40 million fine. You can't operate the championship with but, that sort of fine. what is there to cut? Sorry, what superstars have we got? Who I have think we got? Is a newer... We've got a massive squad of players. If you always look at the back of the programme... Keep our squad of players. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. In fact, Sunderland, I think, were the only team this season yeah, with, the longer team with the longest yeah. squad. Yeah, oh, OK, team. so, but... Yeah. When I look out of the back, I'm like... But that, Look at this. We've got like 10 players more than, than they have. Else, yeah. So it's wages. Mm. Uh, okay, a couple of other things from Saturday. Neda Manua, often criticised, played his 218th game. Fair play to him. Which makes him, apparently, according to QPR stats, it makes him the second, the person with the second most appearances for QPR this century. I saw that. Do you know who the player with the most appearances for QPR this Mark century Burcham? is? No, guess again. Matthew Rose? <laughs> Eric, Eric Sabin? Bob Malcolm? I mean, where, does it, where do we start? Where Sammy Kujo? Arthur Nanua? Uh, George Coleshaw? It's this chap here, as you know. Tom Hitchcock. Kevin. Oh, Hitchcock. Sorry. Tom Hitchcock. Could yeah. do with uh, Nedham getting sent Although off then, not we? <laughs> How many games have we got left? Well, he, he'll beat you for this century, but it's only because your career... Spans two, two centuries. centuries. Yeah, know, what have yeah. you got? Another two hundred games on him? What'd you get? Four fifty games for QPR? Four hundred and I don't know, over four hundred, yeah. Yeah. So 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 well, he's not threatening you just yet. Yeah. He's not threatening you. So just how many yet. actually career so ga- games have you actually played, do you reckon? Uh I think I've nearly six hundred. It's not bad that. You see my knee and my back now. You can tell. Stiff. Mm. You mourn about your back a lot, so, don't you? Backs and tatters. So the well <laughs> going back to so the, going that, back that, to the that, sh- for all the stick he gets he's a decent oh, he's, servant for the club isn't he, he actually made two really good tackles he did Saturday, I think he played him. really well particularly in the first and half. he still gets a lot of abuse from the crowd but you know he <laughs> resign him he's resign I think him? we probably will a little inkling that we probably will sign him Joe. Yeah. 
not to do him a disservice, I, you know, I, it's a defining expression to be a servant because, I don't know, I don't think he's necessarily on the wages that some of the other ones were, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's up there with the, mm. the top in our squad. Um, I agree, though. I don't think he necessarily is deserving of a lot of the criticism he gets. What I don't see in him is the, the merits of his captaincy, necessarily. Okay, I don't know. So I don't know what it takes to be a captain, but I don't I certainly from the stand see yeah. a lot of shouting and motivating and you know. Yeah, I agree with that. He does. He the, does. I like him as a, as defender most of the time. I do feel like he's captain because he's like the biggest and has been, been there around the longest. The longest yeah. but let's, a, let, let's ask an ex QPR captain what exactly is a captain's rule, Kevin? Well, you organise the tickets for the lads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that's a good point because <laughs> you, were, that, you, were, you were in front of everyone else. So if you're captain and you're right at the top of the pitch, how much organising, if that's well, the role, I, I can you think, actually do? Well, look, as a captain, it's like, I know what you're saying, but I played midf- a figure. When I was captain, I, was, I played a lot of midfield at the time as well. So, okay. But it's more of sort of leading by example, I think. And talking and in the changing room and stuff like that. We don't know. He might be great in a change room. He might be great in the training ground. So you have to sort of be... I mean, Steve Palmer, when I, first, when I came back as captain, he didn't say a word. Mm. Really? But he was... I'll give him one thing. Very quiet, but he was out in training every day. Never missed a day. So that was like a plus. Do you know what I mean? He was always out there Let training, giving 100%. And he whether limited as a player as he was or whatever he thinks, he tried his, his best when he played. Didn't hardly say a word before the match, after the match, during the match. But he was a captain. Mm. So sometimes it's like, I know what you're saying and you're, uh, you, Joe, you're mm. saying, we don't know what goes behind the scenes. He might be quiet, he might be, I don't know. But being like um, a captain, you sort of have to lead... You can organise. I know what you're saying from the front is a bit difficult, but you can talk to your defenders. You've mm. got to rally people. But another thing you've got to do, you've got to get your own your own house in order as a captain. Because if you're having a stinker, you can't have a go at yeah. someone else. But do you think it's important for <clears throat> the fans to see a captain that's vocal? Yeah. Because cause it, I, I, as I a fan, think I, I think, you know, I, think I like seeing a player. I mean, who, uh, who was a captain at QPR? Alan MacDonald, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, Great yeah. captain. I tell you who talked talk the most, Ray Wilkins, by a mile. Yeah, by a mile, organised everything. But so Bef- you- before the match, after the match, everything. But Amaka was a great captain. But Ray was like. But the so long as, as you well. have those players, you see, I think about this with England in particular because I don't think there's any one leader of England. And I, I sit there thinking, what do you actually need a captain for? Can't you just play without a captain? If you have the natural leaders on the pitch who talk to everyone, like your Ray Wilkins, who will talk regardless of whether they have an armband, is it a bit outdated, the whole captain thing? Well, do you actually even need one? The toss. Yeah, I kind of... Fine. <laughs> no, but... Fine. So whoever's birthday is, he can to, do the toss. Yeah, and going, then... going back to when I started, you had Alan MacDonald, mm-hmm. Dave Barsley was leader, Clive Wilson. Yeah. Les Ferdinand. Right, and only one of them had the Fer- armband. Yeah, didn't Alan MacDonald, but Les Ferdinand was a leader. Simon Barker, Ian Holloway. Do you, do you understand? Some mm. proper, like, Ray Wilkins. They were like, you'd listen, especially the younger lads, you'd listen to them. They'd give you a kick up the arse when you, had, when you needed it and come on and G you up. So, 
It's been. You deep. look at the QPR. Sorry, Joe. You look at the QPR team. Do you see that? No, no, not at all. I, I, it has been devalued in recent years, though. I think you know. But the raw itself. Yeah, I mean, did you remember? You know, I think didn't Warnock make Tarab's captain for a bit to kind of yeah, to appease him, and that's just like appease him, yeah. that's just a, you know. But then we all knew like Clint Hill, Derry were the real and Paddy Kenny. Sure, but that's it. Captain. But I think yeah, that goes back to David's point. Do you really need? Uh, but then you also see that you know, and Arsenal and other clubs, you kind of you have a club captain, and then you've got your kind team of captain. Your yeah. team captain, mm. your team captain. But I think, I think the thing is, when you talk about Maka and you said about, right, I, I, I kind of get, obviously I'm biased, but I kind of get where Maka was captain because I remember a game against Liverpool when he practically took them on by himself. He was heading it away and coming up for corners and trying to do all that. And well, he was, Maka he was, was a great captain. No, I know, but, but because Ray Wilkins was had so much experience, mm. you'd listen to him and Maka would listen to him as well. It was like, but Maka was but, a captain because he'd been there the long... Paul Parker was a good captain for QPR. Great captain. So, but Macca was like mm. probably there the longest. Ray Wilkins come in. Ray Wilkins probably said that even if the manager wanted to say to him, "You're Don Howe," said you're the captain. Ray would have said because he's a decent bloke. Would have said, "No, no, Macca's the captain. Mm. I'll just go and play. I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyway. Well, no. Don't need to put the armband on to do it." Uh, I think Fenwick was a good captain as well. Actually. Excellent captain. And Very an excellent underrated was Fenwick. Well, Fennick, I think right. Fenwick was. I don't think he was underrated. I think he's. He was a top player. He was my, one of my favourite players. No, been, but uh, he left for Tottenham and then... Just... Now, what I mean, Kev, is he was playing for us. He wasn't getting the media exposure he probably should have done. It was, oh, he was a guy that got turned by Maradona, blah, blah, blah. Fennick was a great player. I mean, Midfield, centre-offs. Used to penalties, free kicks. Solid. Absolutely great solid. player. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Derby. Because we're already lots of empty seats, lots and lots and lots and lots of empty seats. It was so obvious it was going to be though. That was obviously going to be the lowest attendance or one of the lowest attendances of the season. Now it's a very sort of pedestrian meandering towards the end of the season. Midweek, it had been freezing the week before. Jesus, doesn't matter. You shouldn't. No, I was there. You were there. But Mm. I'm saying you could have told that a mile off that that was going to be badly attended. People aren't coming, Kev. Kev, sorry, yeah, David. Uh, David. That's the nicest I, I, thing you've ever said to me. Um, I'm worried a lot because I heard a stat the other week from someone who was yapped away to me in my ear, which is nice. The the club are worried because there's, there's three and a half thousand people who are on turning up week in week out that are season ticket holders. That's massive. That's like a whole stand at Anfield or Man U not getting filled. This is serious. Why are people not coming to Rangers? I do not understand this. And the family. Joe, had- you can answer Sorry. that one. I mean, I was there. <laughs> um, why are people not there? We were all there, really. Because I think, I, Dave, I think you're right. You know, the, se- the season is all but dead and buried for us now. It's been like that since it's about been, January. Exactly. Isn't it? I mean, I think, you know, since January, you might have people saying, you know, are we on the brink? Will we make it? I, you know, I, for one, always thought we would. Um, the uh, the know, reason why it's empty is because people can take or leave it. That's why, because the oh, the whole thing, I'm uh, that I'm telling you, that's why. Because really think so? if I could put a shrug of the shoulders into a phrase, that's what that is what QPR are right now. Yeah, that's probably fair enough. It's depressing, though, isn't it? It is. It's it very is depressing. depressing, and I think it's here for a while. And I guess that's what when they talk about showing your loyalty and sticking by your club, I guess that's what we've got to show in the next couple of makes, years. Haven't it we? makes the whole. Discussion of moving grounds, null, void, and ridiculous. Surely, you know we can't. Well, does it, or actually, well, sort of moving grounds and there being a kind of bright light in the future actually moves the club on and galvanizes. Well, that's Sunderland. Okay. Someone said to me this today about teams moving grounds. 
and has it benefited the club? Was this about West Ham? Probably. Well, West Ham. Yeah. Okay. Look at Sunderland. <laughs> Move ground. Oh, but they moved a long time okay, ago. They moved about they, 18 years ago. They haven't, what have they done? There was always a decent club in the 70s. They've moved ground. What are they doing? Who, who's moved ground and Coventry? They've got better. Coventry. Who's moved ground and got better? Stoke. Stoke have moved Brighton, ground and okay. got better. Brighton. Brighton, definitely. Yes. Well, they didn't have a ground. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, was always, uh, point. that was always a good one. West yeah. Ham, obviously. Mm. Well, Hull, I guess. Huddersfield. Well, no. Huddersfield. There's definitely, when you move grounds, there is definitely a period of, of it takes you years to sort of sort Look, can you imagine Arsenal struggled for a few years. Middlesbrough? Then, yeah. Well, Arsenal yeah. struggled in Niederfield. Yeah, really yeah. See, my, my, it's, it's like, listen, if I, if I could say something which is ridiculously off topic and everything else, is that... No, you can't. Uh, thank you. you. Um, Fulham and Saturday... As it stands now, we've just sold 2,000 old tickets. That's really bad. You know, we, 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 we should be taking more than that to Fulham. It's, it's, if you can turn up to Wembley in the good days, you can turn up to Fulham when it's not so good. Just to laugh at them. Do you know, there's, and that depresses me. What, we've got a win to laugh at them, Finn. Well, this is it, isn't it, Kev? It's like... <laughs> you got, but Kev, so I would I'm, laugh at them. If, if we get three points, I will laugh at them. Yeah, but the, you, no problem. Keep your, but I'm not going to start laughing at a team if they beat us. No chance. Because I'm not an idiot. Oh, no. Not beforehand, <laughs> Kev. Beforehand. Whoa. Turn up. When they get the clappers out, they start doing that. You laugh at them. When it's kicked off, you go to the toilet, come back and go home. <laughs> but, you know, okay, you, you we'll get, do that you, then. You get your retaliation in first. But what I'm saying is, I mean, Kev, let's, you're keep, we're all QPR fans. We've all been to away games and fought the club through really bad times. But this feels really different. I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but this, I've been to Bury when there's been about 70 or 80 QPR fans. I've been to loads of places, Stockport, but we, we, we saw it before, I think you said mm. your first game was Kev scored two against yeah. Stockport. There was 8,000 people there. Do you know what I mean? But this feels very different. It feels like people Stockport are trying to... Stockport away. At, at, home. Home. Oh. at home. At home. So, okay. but, this Carry feel, on. Yeah. but this feels yeah. very different. This feels like people are actually turning their back on the club and walking away. And it's going to take a lot to get them back. And I'm kind of... It's like Saturday, for instance. I'm in the concourse and the food ran out. You do 20-minute queue. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. That's why we all go to Loftus Road, isn't it? Well, no, it's just little things. Like, it's like we can improve the match day experience so much with a wee bit of imagination. The only time we ever start building is... God, you've sold out to the corporate man. You're calling it the match day experience now. <laughs> What have you got to have a match Look at you. What have you become? What have you become? I've always been myself, David. Despite what some people might think of being like a, a pansy. Or, not pansy, was it? A pansy? Patsy. That's Patsy. Mother's Day for We're you. We're patsies for the uh, club. Yeah, patsies carry for on. the club, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But the thing is... What, you're not? No. No, no, oh, really. no. I can't even spell it for Christ's sake. Um, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, you, you, you look at the club and you look at the Africa Road and you're seeing the whole thing of like half-time, how crowded it is. We surely can improve the lower loft. We can improve the whole ground. Right, that's the it. Atmosphere. I'm, I'm, I'm going to taste this <laughs> fat to see what's in it. Kev is you drinking his cider. You put whiskey in that. <laughs> you is. put whiskey All in right, that. You tell me the last game that Lotus Rugby's rocking at. The last game, or any game this season. Oldham playoff semi-final. No, this season. Oh, this, this season, sorry. The Grenfell game was good. I, I thought it was okay, the Derby game, actually. I didn't that think was it was fair. terrible. I thought it was better than a lot of other games. Someone sang and woke me up. I was so pissed. I was having a lovely dream. No, yeah, <laughs> you know, 
But yeah, I know what you it's mean. Not like uh, it it's not like it's not rocking. No, it's not what it used to be. You used to walk down Suffolk Road. There was a massive buzz. But even like your kids, you're walking down there. You, you were your dad, your brothers, whatever. Loads there of violence a, and everything. It was great. Don't talk about that. <laughs> but there was a lot of buzz. There was a real buzz. These days, people seem to be going out of habit. And I think I, I, I know what you're saying, Finn, because I. I, I Against the Derby game, I went down to the concourse and I was chatting to people and there was a lot of moaning going on. And that wasn't me. A lot of moaning and like, even when the second half started, they just said, nah, we'll just stay in and have a drink. Mm. Five, ten minutes in the second half, they went back in. But that's maybe, look, you always, there's always a saying about, you know, the infrastructure of the club. There's, you know, we need to do this, we need to do this behind the scenes. 80, 90% of the fans, they don't care. All they care about is match day, three o'clock or 7.45, entertainment Competing. and winning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. there's your infrastructure of a football really? club because the rest, no one cares about. That's true. Okay. Uh, Neil's going to do his pieces if we don't start to wrap up because I think we're about 45 minutes through. So, ours end. Ours um, end, anything you've need to mention haven't talked about anything else that we haven't discussed i've got a couple of things first of all i'm loving lee Fr- luke freeman on the tube have you seen on twitter there's pictures a of picture him of someone, every, yeah. every, every game it looks someone happy. takes a picture of him he it, it, travels to and from games by public transport why is that I quick check with kev is that normal for a footballer uh not really uh he obviously lives in a, an area where the traffic Accessible obviously, by yeah, train. it must be. Yeah. Uh, but but the air, it must be so like like must take a lot longer if he drive if he drove. So or he doesn't drive. Oh yeah, maybe. Could yeah, be. we've got about that. Yeah. yeah, good shout. But uh, if it was sort of me, I, uh, yeah, I'd all, I always try to drive in. I, I live in St Albans and I always drove in. It took forty five minutes. There's but, loads. There's like I'm loving it. Every game there seems to be QPR fans are taking pictures of him on the train. But I'm just like wondering it. when when you're a player and people are taking photographs and everything else, does it ever cross the line? Does you, people ever go out of order and say things that maybe and then it goes on social media? I'm well, I just think I think I f- well that well that's another conversation, isn't it? But um, I, I did see one picture of him and he sort of was like looking. I think he was reading the paper and he, he looked. Was. He sort of half looked up as if it was this bloke doing. It's part and parcel. He's got a. That's part and parcel of social media, isn't it? But it must yeah. be awful, Kev, if you're like at a gig at the Roundhouse and you're walking around minding your own business. And you're there, Finn, bothering it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go on. yeah. And, some, and Joe's there. And some, some random... Tell your story, Joe, of when you first met Kevin Gallon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell, tell him who you walked past first to get to Kevin Gallon. So Joe works at the Roundhouse. I do. In context. Um, I was working on the Q Magazine Awards, um, which was a couple of years ago. And... Uh, you know, lots of rock and roll royalty were there. Walked past Debbie Harry, uh, and then the door opened, and Kevin Gallon walked out. And I, my first thought was, "What is Kevin Gallon doing at the Q Awards?" <laughs> yeah, um, that was mine. No, was, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was meant to be presenting an award to the very man uh, Pete Docky, QPR fan. Meant to be. Well, he didn't turn up. <laughs> oh, so you didn't get on. Uh, I was there though. So uh, Ted Kessler, who's a QPR fan, he uh, he works for Q. Friend said, of the pod. Uh, friend of the pod. Ted, how are you? Uh, inviting me. I was going to present an award at the Q Awards for Peter Doherty, Pete Doherty, but he decided to stay in Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Ted said, do you still want to go? And I went, of course I do. Yeah. And, and I was it. there. Yeah. Oh, excellent. So, yeah. My, my best QPR roundhouse story is uh, uh, there was a Kasabian gig in 2014. 
that fell in the international break in September. So that was obviously the year we went down. And uh, there were definitely a few players found at the I've bar. I've heard this, it's got nothing to do with me. No, nothing to do with Kev. It was Good. slightly more recent than your playing days. But um, yeah. yeah, there was a... A, a good it's number of players from the sport, by the way. By potentially, there was a good few players in the squad necking pint after pint, and then just a couple of days later, we got beaten four 0 at Old Trafford. <laughs> well, there you are. I blame you, Joe. Yeah, you didn't have to serve them. I tried to throw them out. <laughs> Someone put a cigarette out in my eye. But what was the other oh. thing? So what was the other thing in the roundhouse they put beside you? That Eric Sabin. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my other RL's end was, did Sorry. you see Jackie Oatley tweet, tweeted us, the Radio 5 Live reporter, listened yeah. to our podcast last week and tweeted about it. That's nice of her. Yeah, she did. Cause she's she, not a QPR fan. She's not a QPR fan, but she reported on the game and she, uh, in her research, it turns out, she listened to us on Saturday morning. Oh, thanks. That's and nice this is what she had to say about us on Twitter. Listen to QPR podcast Who's this that? morning. Like Northern Ireland. Not, not exactly uplifting motivation for the game later. <laughs> That's the, your fault. The, so, doom, the doom and gloom. That, is the, that has to be the title of our podcast tonight. The, the not Ari- exactly uplifting. Did Thank you, Ari- Did you say the Irish guy was funny? Uh, or handsome. Hey, oh, she ran out of characters. She ran out of characters. Don't we all? Sorry about that. Right, I'll end. Who else? I, I, I'm done. Joe. Joe. I don't know. You, I don't you've know. You've got to have one. Your dad's first game. I've run I'm out. not prompting you or anything, but just saying. Your dad's and my dad's first game. Well, he was there in uh, in White City in 1962. Well, yeah. Hang on. can you hear that? It's the cleaner outside. So let's let's oh. let's keep so it going. So talk about your dad's first game in 62. Well, I don't know. I wasn't there. It was a it was a two all draw against Carlisle. Okay. 1962. I often wonder what it was. If anyone's listened to this podcast, can you tweet us and let, let us know what it was like watching QPR at White City? It must have been miles away from the pitch. It must have made London the London Stadium, Stadium look like close. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because like White City London was Stadium. miles away. Mm. I mean, you're practically in acting. <laughs> Finney, I'll end. <laughs> no, you go to Kevin, I'll go no, last. No, go, I'm thinking of something. No, you think of something. I didn't know this was coming up, I'll end. Well, you don't have to say anything. Of course I have to say something. I've got to make something. Come on, Finney, you've got, got, got someone. Go on, go on, I'm the thing about I'm Finney is, he likes to do, be last. He likes to have the last word and do the R's end last. It's become my pre He played 400 games for QPR. You me, didn't, so you go me, second last this week. While he speaks, think of a question that Rat and I'll work it out. Okay. All right. We'll ask you a question. Really? Finney? Um, my hour's end is quite simple and it's two-parted. Um, on Saturday, the Tiger Walkers are obviously walking the Fulham. We're starting off at 8 o'clock. We must be circling the whole of Hammersmith five times or something. I don't know what we're doing. Um, and we're going to go in and we're I've actually got to go there sober. This will be the first time I'm terrified of going to Fulham sober. You're right, Kev. Um, and, um, Pass that pillow, please. You sure? Back to the dog again. So anyway, so um, you're going, going to the Fulham sober terrifies me because I've never been there sober. And, um, and, and we always get turned over. So maybe you going there we sober will be a good thing. We did. But All the right, weird thing is, it's, it's like they, I remember they, 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 don't, they, they, and, they yeah. really hate us. It's like my sister worked at a school near there and um, she's talking to, the, she, they've, got a, they've got a calf herself at Fulham. So she's in the calf. And she's yapped the way, and she's like, "Oh, my brother's a big football fan." And they're like, "Oh, well, well you know, if they, do they play Fulham?" She goes, "Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they do. His team does play Fulham, definitely." They go, Let me know. I'll get him some tickets. It's not a problem. He can come in. She goes, "All right. Uh, when do you play QPR?" He's not getting tickets. 
they hate us. Um, they just don't like us. And it's this fake hatred. But it, it goes back to many years. But I don't get it because I've always just hated Chelsea. Brentford and Fulham can hate us all they want. But it'd be nice for the team to show some passion, turn up, put the whole season behind them and beat them bastards and put them back in their, their, their perch because they've won way too many games they need taken down. And my other end... Oh, of- shut <laughs> up! Nope. You haven't no, got another one. No. I have, I have. Oh, can, can it, can it all- losing the will to live. Yeah, go on. It's like Derby. Go on. Right. Come on, Paul. Everyone who can, please, please go to Fulham. Do not let that away end look half empty. You just did Fulham. Yeah. I know. I know. No, 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 but it counts as the same no, one. Don't, don't, don't let their way end look half empty. Show some pride. Turn up. Back the lads. Whatever. Just get there and don't let them take the piss out of our support. We do that to them because they deserve it. We don't. That's well it. Said. Kevin, your R's end. I can't follow that. This is like the yes, home... Yes, you can. Kevin, you, you told me to get some questions ready for you. Yeah. This is like the home and away round Go in a question of sport. Yeah. You can either pick a home question, which is about football, or you can pick a away question, which is about something completely Music. random. Uh, no, no, just no, no. home well, or away. I'm going to play safe and go away. <laughs> <laughs> play safe and go away. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. It could be about any subject, well, whatever well, random. Home about... Home's QPR. about football and QPR. Away is about anything. Uh, go on, just go home because it's just about a QPR. It is a QPR pod. Fine. Okay. I was going well, to ask, I, 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 I ask no. you about um, the suspected poisoning of Salisbury. So good oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, good. You talk about that after. Uh, okay. 400 odd games for QPR. Yes. Very successful career in QPR terms. Yeah, some ups, biggest, good ups and downs. Biggest QPR regret. Regret? Oh, what that I done or happened to me? In your career playing for QPR, the biggest thing that you regret happened happening to Kevin Gallon. Well, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> was it one of the Well, no, well, obviously, uh, well, yeah, that was, yeah, there was tough times. Bruce Rick on Stuart Houston. Um, that wasn't great times at QPR, especially for the players. Uh, my knee injury, that was... Um, well, that, I, I, re, I can't regret, regret, I can't regret, regret that. that. It's not your fault. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I was thinking. So my biggest oh, regret... We just want to say you're going to Barnsley and Huddersfield. We well, that wasn't a regret because leaving. it was... Basically, no I was thought I had no choice, really. I regret that there was no choice. Uh, my biggest regret, really, I'll tell you now, was when I left, I didn't get to say goodbye to the QPR fans. And um, I was pretty much again forced out by John Gregory, and I didn't really want to go. But I got to this, it got to the situation where I had to leave just to go and play some football. And I regret never saying, you know, I never had the opportunity to say goodbye. I was literally banished two hundred miles away to Plymouth. It was tough. It was a tough, you know, when you're like QPR fan. I, when I told my mum, she's crying on the phone to me. I said, Mum, I've got to go. I'm not going to get a game here. I've got to try and earn a contract somewhere else. And if I am, I'm not playing. Mm. He's told me. He actually told me no one wants you and stuff like that. So that was tough. Mm. That was a, a regret. He actually said that to you. Yeah, he said God, that to me. gone dark. Huh? It's gone a bit dark. It's gone a bit dark. So that's a bit of a regret. That, that's yeah. a regret. <laughs> well, what's your biggest high then? Biggest high... Um, Sorry, Dave, I had to lift it up a bit here. Yeah, come on, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday three one. That was a good yeah, game. Yeah, that was that was top draw. Like, that, that was top draw. That was top draw. Randy Camp playing that game. Yes. Okay, that's what we were sort of debating on Saturday. Yes. Couldn't remember if he played in the playoffs. Well, that game that sort game. of I was captain that day as well, so that was uh, a massive. And they put the fucking score. That was that was a uh, yeah, that was a massive high because the pressure on that day was 
and the relief, the relief. But what was the it relief, like walking out amongst yeah. us? 90, 90 million, you, you, you promoted okay, the whole it? season. Because I, I honestly don't think it would have been tough to get promoted in the playoffs mm. because mm. you're there and to, to lose on the last day. You've That's got what to, happened to you before. Yeah, but to go, you sort of got to go and lift yourself again. But that was a massive high what, in one of the best. What I would say is, to ask a question, a lot of QPR fans are probably thinking this, what was it like to walk out? Sorry, Neil. <laughs> With that away support, though. How, how, how good would that must... How, did that, how good did that look coming onto the pitch? Yeah, we should hold that whole end was packed. But then... <laughs> that adds to the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so no, you're like, yeah, yeah, of course it does, because you don't want to let 8,000 fans down. That's true. But pressure's good, right? Well, yeah, because if you've got no pressure, I play for MK Dons, no pressure. Yeah. You've got a 32,000 stadium and there's only eight or 9,000 and you lose and you still get clapped off. Yeah. And then I left and went to Luton and you, you get a draw and you're getting absolute pelters going down the, the tunnel. And to be fair, I actually preferred that. Yeah. Because there's an atmosphere and there's more like, you've got to do it. And the crowd can help. Crowd can, can, help. One, can I just oh, ask one last cool. thing about Sheffield so, Wednesday? Yeah. He's right, getting the full of the fans in. Yeah. The crowd help. The crowd definitely helped. But one last question, right? But Chef, no, this is serious. But Chef Wednesday, if someone had told you that would happen when you were a kid, that you could dream that, would it have been as good as the actual day? Uh, well, when I was a kid, I didn't think we'd be in League One. So, <laughs> <laughs> but John, I know. No, I, I. When you're a kid, you don't. You don't think about things like that no no but I guess what I know saying. what you're when saying when you're in the garden or whatever and you're scoring and yeah, you you're playing QPR, what was, yeah. was it better was it better than what you thought it would be being a QPR oh man, yeah much up. better of course it's much better because it's real and it's 8,000 fans there and and there was more watching that Loftus Road and, and I keep going on about it but you've got to do it I can imagine we didn't do it mm. Biggest chokers ever. But then, hang on, last, last oh, I promise, last thing. Really? But then the flip side, Kev was also on the bench at Huddersfield, which was not so good when we went. Down. Oh, that was yeah, yeah that, that was terrible. Was a, that was weird. Yeah, that was, that was a weird situation. That was horrible. Weird. I was sitting on the bench. Was like, do not bring me on. I was like sitting down, slumped, hiding. Yeah. Lou Macari's in front of me. Thank God. Thank God he didn't bring me on. Uh, we have to do very quick predictions. I think Neil's tried to For kill Villa and Fulham, but Finney, just, just... I'll help him. Kev, you go first. Quick prediction, <laughs> Villa and Fulham. Uh, Villa and Fulham. Ooh. Ooh. That's a tough one. Uh, uh, <laughs> one, one tomorrow. And Sats. And, and the weekend? Uh, two, two. Okay. Okay. To who? You, you predict in the same way that I do, which is when you're not too sure you go for a draw. Finney, just, just, the, just the scores. I'm watching... <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching both matches sober. I'm terrified. I'm driving tomorrow night. and I'm ask wa- you that. All right, I don't care. <laughs> and then I'm walking on Saturday. So I'm just going to ask Joe what he thinks. <laughs> is this like propaganda? Am I supposed to say that we're going to win? Yes. You can say no, what you want, Joe. You, you, like. you can say what you like. Just don't say we're going to lose. Well, I think we're going to lose both. Yeah, That's no the shit. The positivity of this man. 
podcast is cousin. But I, I, mean, I tell you what, if, if Easy scores again, I'll buy his commemorative mug. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, here we go. Right. If there's, if there's, Finny, you missed your prediction because you winded on. All right. So whoever scores Saturday, the club will bring a mug. About that, just say what you think. The I, score's I think be. we'll probably lose both, but I'd like to think we can. Prove it. Never expect QPR to do what you expect to do, so hopefully we'll win both. Yeah, I'd go along with yeah, that. Fair uh, enough. Uh, Villa scored 12 in the last three. Shut up, dude. So I'm dude. not confident about tomorrow. And they just beat Wolves. They didn't just beat Wolves. They beat them 4-1. We beat Wolves. So, 1-1 tomorrow. <laughs> 1-1 tomorrow, obviously. And, uh, yeah, 1-1 Saturday as well. <laughs> He's got <Love> it. <laughs> right. Excellent. Turn up for God's sake. Turn up. If you go to Wembley, you can go to Craven Cottage. End of. Yeah. You. You be on. You be on. This one right there.